Hi, welcome to You Beautiful Creation. I'm Tina Jackson, and with me today I have my co-host Renee Clements. Hey, hey Tina. Renee. Today we got testimony. It's a testimony time, and I have a testimony today that I'd like to share with you. And it's a, it's a bit of a challenging topic um, that some are going to like, and some of the religious folks are probably not going to like so much. But um, I just pray that you all have a heart to receive Amen. what is going to be said. Amen. And uh, so basically what's happening is um, I had a, a situation arise that the Lord really explained to me, Renee, about, about the tithing and giving Amen. and how it needs to come about in this New Testament era. And, just, and, and so that's what my heart is to share this testimony with you today. Praise God. So praise God. So my uh, topic here is called A Princess Deserves Good Cheese. And Amen. hopefully I love by the good time. Cheese. Yes, yes. <laughs> and hopefully by the time of this airing, my, my book should be at the publisher and it should be able to be linked down and below, hopefully soon after hearing this. It was around 2005 and my husband and I, we made, a, a, well, I, we were at a church that was strong on tithing. Like, you had to tithe. If you didn't tithe, you were going to be cursed by the Lord. And I was new into the faith. We just came into the faith. I was born again in 2002, got filled with the Holy Spirit in 2003, on fire for the Lord. And, and this is around 2004, 2005-ish. All of a sudden, we're like, okay, we're going to tithe. This is what the Word of God says. The, the, the pastor's saying, if you don't tithe, you're going to be cursed by God. I don't want to be cursed, you know, so right. we're going to tithe. And at that particular time, we were a single-income family, two young kids, college debt. I think we had car loans and our mortgage and credit card debt. Like, we had just come to the Lord, so we didn't know about not being slave to the lender and all this stuff and being debt-free. We didn't know it. We were living like the world. And so, okay, we're going to tithe. Well, my husband was not keen on this idea. And he said to me, you know, how are we going to do this? We don't have enough money as it is. And he said, here's the thing. We'll give this a whirl. And if we miss one payment, just one payment, that's it. We're done tithing. Do you understand me? And I was just like, and it was stern. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, well, woo. So, you know, so I was all gung-ho because I want to be blessed. I don't want to be cursed, right? So we're going through the year and we're tithing and it is tight. I mean, all of a sudden our abundance and our, our pantry is getting dwindled down, 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 down. Because we cut up credit cards. We were going to be debt free as well. And, and we began to truly live by faith. I mean, it began to get a little tough. And I remember it was coming, um, it was in 2004. So it must have been in 2004 when we first started. And it was getting near Christmas, and I knew that we were going to need like $5,000. I had car insurance money that was due. I had some taxes. I had um, Christmas. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, we had someone just come up to us and give us $5,000. And I was like, wow, this tithing thing works. Like, God provided. I was so excited. <laughs> like, woohoo, you know. <laughs> so I am geeked. I am just like, whoo. So 2005 comes around. And, um, you know, just going through it. And um, towards the end of 2005, I believe it was, Hurricane Katrina hit. And, and I saw Jesse Duplantis on uh, Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And he's, he was talking about 
Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina. So I wrote down, out of compassion, I said, I want to give to this ministry. So I had no idea who Jesse Plants was. I wrote down his information. I put it in my bills to be paid section. And um, I think that was like in November-ish. And come January 2006, I made a commitment to the Lord, you know, Lord, our finances are yours. Like, you have got to just totally, you know, they're all yours. Whatever you say goes. Yeah. And come that January, you know, we're tithing. Things are tight. And I mean, it is so tight. I can't tell you. It was very miserable, <laughs> I must say, in some aspects. I'll be honest with you. It was, it was awful. But... Um, the Lord said to me, he goes, um, I want you to give $30 to Joyce Meyer Ministries. And I was okay with that. I was listening to Joyce. I was getting stuff out of her. And I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. And I want you to give $60 to Jesse to plan his ministries. And I'm like, oh, $60? Like, that was a huge chunk of change. We're talking 90 extra dollars. And at that point, I was already giving $10 to another ministry that I just was always blessed by it. Not that the Lord was telling me, but I was like, I'm just giving $10 to them because they just bless me. And so that's an extra $100 on top of the tithe. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But I was obedient and I was like, okay, God, you got the finances. Boom. Well, February comes around. Lord, what do you want me to do with the finances? $30 to Joyce Myers Ministries, $60 to Jesse Duplantis. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, I'm okay with Joyce. But this Jesse now is getting out of hand because uh, $60 last month, that was good enough. Like I met the, the Hurricane Katrina thing in my head, you know, I'm like, I'm done. And he's like, no, give the $60 to J Jesse as well. And so I'm like, Phew. so I'm like, I don't even know who this minister is. So I wrote the check out anyways. So month three comes along, March. And sure enough, Lord, what do you want me to do? He goes, $30 to Joyce Meyer's Ministries, $60 to Jesse Duplantis Ministries. And I'm like, you know what? I am having an issue. This is a lot of money, $60 <laughs> to this man. I don't even know who he is. I don't know if he's good seed. I have no clue who this person is. But I was obedient and I had an attitude. And I, because back in that day, there really wasn't internet. He wasn't like on the internet. You couldn't go to his website. I don't even think he had a website back in 2005. So, so it, wait a minute, let me back up here for a minute. Uh, how did you know about Jesse Plant? Only through watching Kenneth Copeland Ministries, okay. and he was on as a guest speaker okay. talking about Hurricane Katrina, and That's I wrote the information down. That is it. Wow. For a, a little 20-minute interview. That's wow. it. So I was obedient. I give the March, March money away. And I ended up going to a friend's house, and I was, I was over there, and we're just hanging out. And she's like, hey, um, what do you want to do tonight? And I'm like, I don't know. And she goes, hey, I, I got this video you want to watch. Um, it's called Close Encounters of the God Kind by Jesse Duplantis. And I'm like, Jesse Duplantis? This, yeah, yeah, by all means, pop that VHS in, and let's watch this. who this Jesse <laughs> Duplantis is. I don't even know who he is. So I ended up watching... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I ended up watching this video on, you know, Close Encounters of the God Kind. I Good loved one. it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. He, it's about his experience of going to heaven. Yeah. I was delighted. I was like, okay, he's good seed. All right, I'm good with it, Lord. $60 to Jesse, no problem. So I was set. You know, April comes around, and, and we're, we're good. You don't have to buy. I'm, I am not having an attitude. Well, during this time, again, things are tight, right? 
I would go to the grocery store and finally I like I'd have twenty dollars in my purse. I'd be so ecstatic that I had twenty dollars in my purse just <laughs> because I did. And then I get up to the cashier and the Lord's like, I want you to give that to the cashier. And I'm like, oh, but I finally had a twenty dollar bill in my purse. Like I mean, I guess I was felt so poverty stricken and and it was it was definitely a growing season for me, you know. So I would just be like, okay, and then I gave it to her, and of course it was a dramatic moment because she needed money for this and that, and you know it was just emotional, and it was blessed me then, you know. And then there was another time where you know here our cupboards are so bare, are so bare, and the Lord telling me, okay, I want you to give anything you have two of to the next door neighbor who was unemployed at the time and things like that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You want me, what I barely have in my cupboard, if I have two of, I gotta give. So, I mean, if it was a box of light bulbs, a package of toilet paper, tampons, I don't care what it was, he said, just go get toothpaste. If you have two or more of it, you give one away. And so I packed this stuff up, I went over to the neighbor's house, and of course it blessed her. She's crying and crying. Oh my gosh, I needed light bulbs. I needed this. And you know, oh my gosh, pizza, <laughs> you know, Sofer's pizza, frozen pizzas. Oh my gosh. You know, and I'm just like, oh God, you know, <laughs> I was like, okay, yay. And I'm thinking in my head, I am now really down to nothing, you know. <laughs> well, no, you had some still. It's just yeah. you gave it away. That's part it, of it. It was definitely a blessing. Yeah, you know, it felt good to mm -hmm. see her appreciate and oh, yeah. the whole family. I mean, yeah. it did warm my heart. And it was just so awesome because like two days later, I get a call out of the blue from a family relative and they're saying, hey, you know what? We're coming up your way and we'd like to take you to an all expense paid trip to Sam's Club. Get whatever you want. And wow. I'm like, really? <laughs> you have no, you know, because they had no idea. We didn't tell anybody in our family what was going on with our circumstances. Mm -hmm. And you better believe I stocked up on everything. <laughs> and it was definitely wow. a, a tenfold return, yeah. a hundredfold return for Amen. that matter. Yeah. And I was, so I'm rocking through this year. I am just going through 2005, like woohoo. And I am coming up to October where our tax bill is due. Now it's a hefty tax bill for the summer tax bill. And I was like, you know, Lord, uh, what is uh, coming out and going in, it, we're going to be short come October. But in my heart, I was good. I was good. Hey, the year before, he showed up and showed off at supplied. Christmas time and supplied. So I had zero fear. I mean, zero. If you could say my faith was bomb, you know. And so we're skating through and October comes around and it was a Sunday. I went to church. I am a Tuesday, I need to have thousands of dollars and I don't have that, but I, I, I'm good. I am so good. Go into church and there was a, a minister, Robert Chamberlain from Canada that came into town. And after praise and worship, I was the first person he called out. He points to me, he says, you. He goes, you are two steps away from your miracle and this and this is going to happen and you're going to have a change of people and blah, blah, blah. And he's just going off and I'm just looking at him like, you're right. Not only do I have two steps, I am two days away from my miracle. I receive your words, <laughs> buddy. You are just taking me zinging up to a new level here. I mean, I am just, now my faith Praise is God. really skyrocketed. I mean, this mm -hmm. guy calls me out from the whole congregation, just reads 
the mail and the scents and mm -hmm. just wow, you know, I'm, I'm just geeked. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, woohoo, I don't have to, you know, this big miracle's coming. Amen. Well, tax day comes that Tuesday. I am just waiting around my house. Someone's going to knock at the door. Something's going to happen. I'm going to get an envelope in the mail. I don't know how it's coming. I, I just know what's coming, right? Yeah. Just I'm full confidence. And so then 4.30 rolls around. Now they close at 5. And so I'm like, I got, I got to get up there. You know, I, maybe there's someone in the parking lot. So I'm going up there around the corner. I'm sitting in my car. I got two toddlers, car seats and all. And I am, or well, maybe they weren't toddler toddlers, but they, they yeah. were young, you know, booster seats or whatever. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just sitting in the parking lot from 4.30 to 4.45, just looking around like, hello, it's me. I'm sitting here. <laughs> Whoever's the one providing the provision, I am here. <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting. I am expecting. I, oh. I had no doubt. I'm telling you. I get out of the car. I said, well, it's 4.45. I knew I had to be home by 5 because I needed to make sure dinner was on the table. My husband's going to be home around 5. 10, 5, 15, because he worked around the corner and he just expects dinner on the table. That's just the way it is, okay? <laughs> don't, don't judge us. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> so I walk in and I, I'm just walking through the city hall place and I'm like, hello, you know, and nothing. And I give what I had, which wasn't much. I get back into the car. I drive home. Now it's 5 to 5. I know time is done. We're done. There's no way of getting back up there by 5 o'clock. Everything in my world crashed down on me at that very moment. I get the kids in the house. I decide to have a mental breakdown in a sense, and I am grabbing Tupperware lids and throwing them at my bay window because I don't want the neighbors to see that I'm mad at God. And I'm like, you forsook me. I did everything you told me to do all year round. I gave the money. I did everything you wanted me to do. You forsook me. You let me down. Now you, I'm going to be cursed because Jerry's going to say that we can't tithe anymore. I can't believe you did this to me. And I mean, I am just wailing and I am throwing these Tupperware lids and I have to have my tantrum before my husband gets home. <laughs> <laughs> so I have my tantrum, I clean up the Tupperware lids and I pull myself together, I get the dinner on the table for him to come home and I don't have the heart to say anything. And in the meantime, the Lord's wanting to talk to me. He has that still quiet voice that wants to talk to me and I'm like, shut up! I don't want to hear one thing you have to say. I am so mad at you. There's nothing you could say to me to make this right shut up and we don't say shut up in our house I mean that's like a curse word and I'm telling God shut up I don't want to hear you so I just ended up coming down just keeping it real huh I, I am keeping it real this is how you you know this is a relationship it is truly a relationship <laughs> with the Lord and he's okay with it he has big shoulders mm -hmm. he can handle your tantrums mm -hmm. and and uh, so I pull it together and for three days the Lord's wanting to talk to me, Tina. And I'm like, shut up. I, I am so mad. You forsook me. You have nothing good to say to me. Nothing. And I would say in the next tone, I'd be like, angels minister to me. Angels minister to me. I mean, I mean, it was, it was truly that crazy because you're so tormented in your mind. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, I did nothing wrong. And I know that you're not a liar. I said, I, Lord, I don't understand this. You're not a liar and you forsook me. And so the, the third day came and I knew that I had to tell my husband. I had to break it. So that, that one night I came to him in the night towards the evening and I said, Jerry, I have to tell you something. We missed paying the tax bill. And he said to me, he goes, you know what that means. He goes, no more tithing. And I am, of course, crying. It's a very emotional time. And I said, I just don't understand. And he goes, I don't understand either, but you can go ahead and pray to your God in the morning and figure this out of what we need to do. Because at that time, my husband was done with God. He was not happy with the religion at the church. He was not happy with all the laws. He had turned away in a sense because he was repulsed by religion. And understandably so. Right. I mean, it really was. Back mm -hmm. in the day, I was just, I was zealous. I, you know, I didn't know any better. So the next morning, I'm sitting at the kitchen table, and the tithe check was sitting there, and I ripped it up, and my heart broke because I just felt like, oh, no, we're going to be cursed now. But in another way, I felt good that we had money. So when my husband came out to go to work, I told him, I said, honey, I said, since we have money, go get the car filled up with gas, get an oil change, get a haircut. And I actually felt this excitement just jump in me. And then I repented real quick. And I was like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry that I, I feel good that I have money. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Sitting there at the kitchen table, and I'm thinking, well, we have money. We can actually, now the, the supply of the Sam's Club was well gone. I was like, we can go get some food. You know, I, I'm going to go get some food, you know, <laughs> well, so see. get the kids in the car and I get them packed up and we're driving and there was this little deli near our house called Nairings and they had really good deli meat and stuff. And I got excited as I'm standing at the top stop sign looking at the place. I'm like, oh my gosh, kids, we get to have lunch meat today for lunch. I mean, I am excited over lunch meat because I am going to stop there on the way home and I'm getting some lunch meat. <laughs> Yeah, fresh chickens too. If, yeah, and they have really good chicken there. <laughs> so then I'm going past the stop sign and I'm headed to Aldi's. And at that particular time in my life, don't judge me, I hated Aldi's. <laughs> hated it. Just despised Aldi's. Because I, when I was, when we were before, when we were heathens and I was working and stuff, I had a very good job. I worked at Ford Motor Company. I paid very well. My husband was paid well. We never had to penny pinch until we came to the Lord and until especially this tithing thing and stuff. And I had to watch every single dime and cent. And I hated the restrictions, just, just despised that I only could shop at Aldi's and couldn't really shop anywhere else because I didn't have money. And so I am going to Aldi's and we're walking through the store and I am just, you know, Lord, a princess deserves good cheese. Because I knew I was royalty. I mean, I'm the daughter of the King of Kings. And I'm just walking through Aldi's, and I get to the cheese section. I see all this processed cheese, and I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, you know, Lord, a princess deserves good cheese. And he's like, well, Tina, you got money. Go get it. And I was stunned the Lord said that. And I'm like, excuse me? He goes, you have money go get the good deli cheese from Nairings. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, 
I think I'm ready to listen to what you had to tell me uh, the last three days. I was confused. I immediately packed up the kids. I don't even think I checked out. I think we just escorted out of there as fast as we could because I was going to Nairings and I'm going to get good deli cheese and good lunch meat. <laughs> I walk through Nairings. I go back to that store. I'm walking through the store and I'm like, a princess deserves good cheese. And he's like, Get the cheese, Tina. <laughs> I'm like, I am so surprised you are saying this to me. Like, I'm, I'm wanting him to change his mind. Like, am I wrong? You know, I'm just like, Lord, I'm getting the deli cheese, the expensive cheese, not the crappy cheese. <laughs> I am spending money. <laughs> Do you not hear what I'm doing? And so I get the deli cheese, and I have this joy over me. And I get home, and I said, Lord, get home. I feed the kids. And I said, Lord, I'm ready to hear what you have to say. And with that, he put this treasure chest before me. And as I open up this treasure chest, there was a gem. And on each gem was a scripture. And with the scripture, let me read some of these scriptures that he gave me. He began to talk to me about, um, it was about the, the fish in the coin's mouth. And it comes out of Matthew 17, 24 through 27. And when, when the, the, the disciple, when the, the tax collectors came to Peter and they were asking why you don't pay the temple tax, and he says, um, does your te teacher, why doesn't he pay the, or does he not pay the temple tax? And he said, yes, he does, you know. And when he came into the house, Peter came into the house, Jesus anticipating what he said, what do you think, Simon? He says, from whom did the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? from the sons or from the strangers? And Peter said to him, from strangers. And Jesus said to him, the sons are free. Nevertheless, let's least not offend them. Go to the sea, cast in a hook and take a fish and the first one that comes up. And when it opens its mouth, you'll find a piece of money and take that and give it for them and for, give them to, for them and for me. Give it for both of us. And the, the Lord said to me, he says, you are my daughter. You're a son. You're of the kingship. You are exempt from paying the temple tax. And I was like, whoa, Lord, whoa, that is too intense. That's, 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 that sounds like, wow, too much, right? And then he, he, I, I picked up another stone. And on that stone was 2 Corinthians 8. 11 through 15 and it says when now that you have finished what you started let the eagerness you showed in the beginning match now by your giving given to proportion to what you have what you give is acceptable to what you get give it eagerly and give it according to what you have and not according to what you don't have of course I don't mean that your giving should should make life easy for, for others and hard for yourself I only mean that there should be some equality. Right now, you have plenty, and you can help those who are in need, and later they will have plenty, and you could share with them what, when they need it. In this way, things are equal. As the scripture says, those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little had enough. The Lord was saying to me, he goes, Tina, you guys just came into this faith. You have a lot of debt. You have credit card debt. You have student loans. You have needs that need to be taken care of right now. 
It is not your time to be sowing in abundance right this moment. Right now, you need to take care of your family. I don't want you living on credit cards. I don't want you to be living with all this debt. Fear not, my child, you are exempt. You're exempt. When you have a lot later, then you can give a lot. And this has been a true example because I've seen it. When we got out of debt, then we were able to give in abundance. And I mean, give in abundance. In ministries, the Lord would just tell me, just send them a check for $5,000 or go give this minister $3,000 cash or go do this or just give your car away. We were able to do that when you get to a certain point you're able to then sow according to the way the Lord tells you to sow. And it's not to say you don't give to the church. You can, but give what the Lord tells you, or if it's just your time. If it's just your time of volunteering, you are not getting paid for volunteer work. He goes, and and that was a whole nother issue. (laughs) You know, I was like, well, Lord, if I'm not giving to the church, he goes, but you're giving my time, your time. That's sowing into my kingdom, greeting and helping and working in the nursery. He goes, if you were getting paid for that, sure, you'd be able to tithe on that. Mm-hmm. He goes, this is my business, my ministry. I see your hard work. I see your heart. It's not about money. It's not about the 10%. Let me keep on going on because I got some more. The next one I picked up was a gem. It was Matthew 7, 8 through 13. And it says, for you ignore God's law and you substitute our, your, your own traditions. And then he said, you skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold to your own traditions. For hence, or Moses gave you this law from God, honor your father and your mother. And anyone who speaks disrespectfully of his father or mother should be put to death. But you say it's all right for people to say to their own parents, sorry, I can't help you. For I vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you disregard your needy parents. So you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. And this only one example of what he gave. And it was just so powerful to me. Because what ended up happening, this was a pivot changer for me. Mm-hmm. We had a, a death in the family, immediate death in the family, and family members were coming together and we were trying to pull together. But because of this particular time frame, I had a tithe check. And when the family was like, we need to pull together, I said, I'm sorry, I can't help out because I have to give this to the church. And I can't give it to you. Seeing that scripture tore me up because they still this day do not really care for the things of God and I went back I've apologized and you know said I'm so sorry and that wasn't the things of God because they were in need and I didn't help them I gave it to the church instead and God was saying in my heart he says Tina it's about giving where I tell you to give You have ears to hear my voice. And if my people would stop running my churches like a business and run them as the way I want that to be ran, he goes, then they'll prosper. And he goes, you know what? And and I was, because I was asking the Lord, how could this even be? You know, how can a church survive if people don't tithe and don't give? 
and you give out of the abundance of your heart and God will put that on your heart. Right. He goes, just like you didn't know Jesse Duplantis Ministries for those three months, but you were obedient to my word and you gave, he goes, I have children who will be obedient and give to their ministry. Mm -hmm. Just like I partake in when the Lord tells me, even if I'm not a part of another ministry down the street and he tells me to give to them, I am obedient to give, even though I don't even step through their doors. Mm -hmm. It's about hearing the voice of God and walking in the spirit. And it's not about 10%, it's 100%. Yes. You are all in, all your chips are in. It's not 10% tithe, it's all in. Whatever you say, Lord, you do. Mm -hmm. And that is the key to this new scripture of the New Testament of the tithing, of the giving. It's about out of your heart and when you have it, not when you don't have it, it's not about the law. Amen. I am so free, free yes, and indeed. I love it, In Jesus name, love yes. it, Praise love God. it. And if someone has an issue, you know what, so I take it up with daddy, because I'm Amen. doing what daddy tells me to do. I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. <laughs> and I'm not saying don't give to the churches. Please give to the churches, but when the Lord tells you or your heart tells you. Absolutely. And, and be in tune with that. Amen. So I encourage you. So hopefully today um, you'll um, be encouraged by <laughs> a princess deserves good cheese and you are a princess or a prince into the kingdom, King righteousness priest. and holiness. And I pray for you to be out of financial debt, to be Amen. blessed, to be a blessing. You have the blessings of Abraham yes. in and through you, through the seed. And, uh, and be encouraged. Hopefully by now my link of my, uh, my book will be out. You can get the affiliated link down below. And um, yeah, Amen. so I'm Tina Jackson. And I'm Renee Clements. And you are a beautiful creation in Christ Jesus. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel for our full-length testimony of this video and to hear the whole entirety of it. A princess deserves good cheese. For I'm Tina Jackson, and you are a beautiful creation in Christ Jesus. Thank you for joining us.